this is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. With our focus on people, processes, and performance in helping organizations move forward with sustainability, profitability, and success, that people part of that trifecta really revolves around the right people in the right seats. And it really is crucial for an organization, whether for-profit or non-profit, that they have the right people and that they are in the right seats. If they don't, then they're definitely losing money in terms of productivity, engagement, potentially employee turnover, the costs of hiring new employees, maybe even training them. Do you know how hard it is to train somebody to do something that they're actually just not well-suited to do? It's almost like throwing away your training and development dollars. Instead, focus on the right people in the right seats. So the people part. That means that there is an alignment between the individual, the person, and the organization, that they fit in with the values and the culture of that organization. I can't stress enough the word alignment here. It doesn't mean perfect alignment, but it does mean that It's the person, the human, that is the fit for the organization. And let me also say that I believe that organizations are actually living systems. They are made up of this incredible dynamic of humans and systems and their performance. Are they performing well, for example? And I'll get to that in a little bit. So now we come to the second part of right people in the right seat. So the right seat means that one, they are qualified to do that role. And two, they want to do that role. It is within their gifts and their zone of genius. I... I'm awfully capable of a whole lot and to be able to do many different types of tasks. Just because I can do them or I have done them in the past doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right fit for where I am now in my professional growth. So look at that with regard to the people in your organization not just especially those who have been there for a long time or new ones, but all of them. Someone who has been at your organization for 15 or 20 years, are they happy with where they are? Are they moving up the ladder, so to speak? Do they want to? Are they doing the work that really fuels them? And then the new people you bring on, Maybe they seem like a great fit and they're eager for this particular position, but is that really 
what gets them out of bed in the morning. Going back to that right person, I talked about that that right person is in alignment with the core values of an organization, which means that an organization needs to know what its core values are. And it's beyond just what most people would say. Oh, we believe in customer service and excellence and integrity, et cetera, all those things that really should be part of an organization's culture and makeup, but is it truly core and almost unique to that organization? What really drives that organization? What sets it apart from others in its own sphere or industry? If you haven't done that work in your organization to figure out what those core values are, then it's really difficult to then measure people in your organization against those core values. They don't exist. You can't use them as a tool of measurement. One of our clients has as a core value, easygoing. In other words, it's not buttoned up suit and tie on the outside. And it also means that the employees and the staff enjoy working with one another. There's a sense of camaraderie and we're all in this together and let's help each other out. And that's all conveyed by that piece of easygoing. So when that client is hiring, if there's somebody who is a little bit buttoned up and is very rigid, hopefully it's obvious from the beginning that there is a misalignment there. So core values are really important to know. And then looking at the people, who do you need as opposed to what you need? And and yes, that is part of that core values piece, but it's also depending on the situation or the, the role, which is a better way to say it, who do you need? If this is somebody who's going to be involved in the community, then you probably need to have someone who doesn't mind talking to people she's never met or pre-COVID knocking on doors to get a sense of how people in the community are doing. She probably needs to be a go-getter and really caring and nurturing about the community. Now, looking at a position in the financial arena, then maybe you don't need someone who likes to talk to strangers and knock on people's doors. You might need someone who's really detail-oriented and precise. So it's not necessarily the job description, but the who you need. When we are hiring for trainers and consultants in our organization, I'm looking for that person who is engaging, has a sense of humor, is fun, likes to be in front of people, is 
passionate about sharing knowledge and tools and really helping our clients move forward. That's really more about the who, not the how many years of experience this person has had in training and consulting. It's the who. The zone of genius. Are they working in their zone of genius? I can't say enough about this. The four zones, just to briefly summarize, I've talked more in depth about this in other episodes. The four zones, zone of incompetence, zone of competence, zone of excellence, zone of genius. Our goal is to do as much work, as much activity in our zone of genius, more so than the other three zones. Not always easy. And sometimes we do a lot of work in our zone of excellence, and that's okay. What we really don't want to be doing is doing work in the zone of competence and the zone of incompetence. And I will tell you from personal and professional experience, it can be really difficult to take somebody out of a role for which he or she is not suited because you need someone in that role. And so it's almost like, well, somebody is better than nobody. That is not true. You need someone in a role for which at the very least they're performing in their zone of excellence. Best case scenario is that they're performing in their zone of genius. Why? Because that's going to give you someone who's productive, engaged, passionate, will almost move the organization forward single-handedly because of their enthusiasm and passion. That's why that's so important. Now, I talked about hiring. So if you're hiring and looking at the whole who you need, you can look at a few different aspects. You know, one, their personality. Does their personality fit the role? Does it fit the organization? If I have someone who is not detail-oriented and really can't see that in a document, the font sizes are all different or they're all different fonts. And it's important that in these reports, the font sizes and font types are consistent, then that person's going to struggle. And so if you know by doing different assessments, what their natural personality style is, and the personality style you're looking for in that position, you can better align. I've mentioned core values. So when you're hiring, have some way to determine if that potential candidate aligns with your core values. There are many ways you can do that uh, by asking them to write about their values, to put your values in front and ask them how they align with them or don't. Uh, There are other ways to, in that hiring process, determine initially if they're a fit of and for your core values. You might need rock stars for your company. It it depends. Not every position in every organization is needed to be a rock star, but there are some. What you really need is a rock star. That means you have to define what that is. If you say yes, We need a rock star 
in this sales position, what does Rockstar mean? Be specific, be clear. That will help you as you are weeding through tons of resumes or talking to people or figuring out what questions to ask. And to that end, are there self-weeding out questions or directions you can add to your job advertisement? That if they're not willing to go an extra step or they're not willing to read through the entire job ad, that right there shows they're not a good fit. You're not trying to trick them. Instead, you're trying to make sure that you attract the best people. And now to round out that definition of the right people in the right seats, you want to make sure that they're hungry, humble, and people smart. And this comes from Patrick Lencioni's The Ideal Team Player. So the hungry means they're, they're willing to go farther. They, they're motivated. They, if they're in sales, then they're motivated by, by closing the sale, by closing the deal, by the commission, by the competition, whatever it might be. If they don't care, if they're apathetic, that's not going to serve your organization. Humble means not too much of an ego. That does not serve an organization well at all. Are they humble? Do they understand that they are a part of a larger whole and that the other parts are equally important? And then people smart, are they self-aware and are they aware of other people? That EQ, emotional intelligence piece. And then the final piece that I want to put in front of you for that right people in the right seats is something I've talked about in another episode, which is queen bee role. What's that queen bee role, the primary job of that job, of that role? And is it clear that either whether you're hiring or you are assessing your current staff and employees, is it clear to everybody what their primary role is? And then does that fit everything else? The, their personality style, their zone of genius, their strengths. So I hope you have found this helpful. If any of these pieces are something that you could use some consulting on, some training on, or you just want to have a conversation, please reach out for that complimentary consultation with me at www.theshulergroupllc.com. And until next time, may you thrive.